Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Follow the marquee and come to the Monday matinee. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Welcome to the Sonic Society, episode 604. I'm Jack Ward, and this is the world's largest showcase of modern audio theater. I'm excited to be here with another new release near to the end of the season. And with me rolling through the years is my fellow time traveler, the doctor, uh, David Alt. Yes, good morning, Jack. Are you uh, getting a little bit sentimental as we come to the last month of season 14? <sighs> sentimental and a little nervous, David. Season 15 represents so many huge milestones for us, not the least of which will be MadCon 2020 next year in July. Mm. There's so much to prepare for the greatest and only fully audio drama convention in the world. There is indeed. And tell us, what if people are new to the Mutual Audio Network and the idea of MadCon, what is it? What is this amazing, fully audio drama convention? MadCon is short for the Mutual Audio Drama Convention that's going to be happening here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, next year, July 24th to the 26th, and we're really excited. We're going to start the evening of the 23rd on Thursday, have a great meet. We're going to do all kinds of things from workshops to meetups to actual panel discussions with some of your favorite shows. There's going to be some really cool people that will be coming. And then on Saturday, almost at the height of the whole thing, we've booked a theater. We're going to be doing full plays for shows uh, in the afternoon, matinee performances. John Bell's going to be doing a kids show as well. And we're going to be doing a night show. There's not enough time to talk about all the great stuff that's going to be happening in MadCon because there'll be all sorts of evening fun things going on. I know we've got a karaoke show. We've got a talent show for other things going on. It's very exciting. And and I, got, I can't wait to show people Halifax in that time of year because it's really exciting. You've been around Halifax in the summer, haven't you? I have indeed, yes. It was uh, June 2010. Yes, well, it's a little early then, yes. but when we get to July, <laughs> it is quite toasty and wonderful. It, it can be a little cool sometimes in, in early June, but mm. it's it was it's it's beautiful. What I remember is that the reception was very, very warm. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> that was one of my favorite times, was getting a chance to see We've talked about that before. We have indeed, yes. So please, go to MadCon, that's M-A-D, dash c-o-n dot com so mad dash con dot com and go sign up today uh it's going to be a really fun time the amigos are going to be there david will be there as your master of ceremonies <laughs> i will uh, indeed yes i will be running around <laughs> like <laughs> a headless chicken <laughs> like a headless chicken austin beach is going to be there I, tanya malevich is going to be there ellie matlin's going to be there with wild cloth theater there's just so many people that are going to be cool i don't have enough time to go it sounds fantastic so that's mad-con.com but tell us jack what else are you doing so a little bit closer to home because july 2020 feels like a long way away still yes but connected to july 2020 there's going to be a conference coming up in ryerson toronto next month in june and it's the ncra the national community radio association and they contacted me and asked if i would come and speak to them both about audio drama and MadCon. So they're excited too, which is really exciting for us, and let me tell you why. The National Community Radio Association is a collection of radio stations all across Canada, from sea to shining sea. They are campus, community, university, all the various different radio stations that have bound together to share programming and share ideas 
And so you'll see all the university campus radio stations, for example, like CKDU, where we come from, represented there. They have 150 people that are going to line up to come to NCRA. And so we have an opportunity of going there and explaining what we're doing at MADCON so that we can have as many of these programmers show up. And here in Canada, we're kind of desperate for spoken word in a lot of these radio stations. And there's a requirement, a CRTC requirement, that certain radio stations have a minimum number of hours per week that is spoken word. Mm. So they're always looking for spoken word content. Which means we can make those connections if you are a producer or a writer and you have shows that you want to have heard across the radio, being at MadCon is the best place to be because these program directors and station managers are going to be there as well looking for just what you have to offer. So it's a great connection between the people who put stuff out on radio and the people who make the stuff for radio and audio. It sounds fantastic. And uh, talking then about making stuff for radio, uh, we have, of course, our Sonic Summerstock Playhouse coming up as we end out Season 14. If you want to make your own old-time radio script and send it in to us, we would love to put it on in our playhouse. Uh, you really need to get the cleaners into the playhouse, by the way, Jack. It's um, it's looking a bit dusty <laughs> well, from Well, that's from what I was year. saying. We'll have to have you down that much earlier to open things up and air things around. <laughs> of course, everyone knows that the, the master of ceremonies and introducer of shows is David Alt for the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse, and we're grandly <laughs> thankful to have him there. I just come and sit for a change. It's quite nice. We have some really <laughs> yes. cool people joining uh, the playhouse this year. I know that Mark Slade has been working on on one and he's never produced playhouse before i know that jc de la torre is is working on one and he's never produced for the playhouse before and of course your favorites will continue to be there uh pete lutz has a number of shows ready to play at the playhouse so (laughs) there's everybody enjoys a lovely recreation of the old time radio show absolutely and as we look forward to beyond the playhouse what does season 15 have in store I, i wish i could say specifically because it's always under wraps but there are amazing new shows that are coming out all the time and I think it's going to be a chance for us to sort of spend a little time again retrospectively as we do periodically but a chance to be able to look forward into what we've done started doing this year with the Mutual Audio Network and where we're going both as the Mutual Audio Network and the Sonic Society ahead I gotta tell you I'm afraid to say there's no end in sight of the Sonic Society <laughs> I, I have David Alt good, chained good. to the to the chair <laughs> it's true i seem to spend a lot of my time in canadian dungeons uh, whether it be the no sleep podcast dungeon or the sonic society dungeon i get to see the wonderful cellars of uh, of canada <laughs> and and we hope you're not going to go anywhere soon either so we're really enjoying having you as the host of the sonic society and of course like i said the the host of the sonic Summerstock playhouse you are indeed a fixture here and we oh hope that thank you <laughs> And there's going to be a lot more stuff coming up. I know that I'm working on some new episodes of Wingman to put in the hopper to get them all together. There's Biff Striker that's been worked on. I have a brand new play. I don't know if I'll make it an audio drama play, but a brand new play that I just <laughs> thought of a couple of days ago, which is very Shakespearean in its style. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been breaking that down. So the creativity is flowing here in the Mutual Audio Network and the Electric Vicuna production areas. I know Lothar Tuppen has has a brand new series that he's I think he's written the third episode already and of course Pete Lutz is working on the cellar and we have more John Bell including John Bell today if I remember correctly he's just dropped a brand new show indeed so, so yes there's a ton yep. of stuff coming out there and we're excited to bring it to you here on the Sonic Society and you know today is no exception as we jump on to the Whale Bus Productions for their first two episodes of The Van. Yes, it's The Rabbit Catcher and If I Was a Superhero. And it all begins right here on the Sonic Society. Early today, we may be experiencing a light rain before we launch into the dust storm we spoke about yesterday at precisely noon. Shouldn't be too heavy, folks. Nothing dust bowl level, but just watch the road and prepare to be dusted. I hate this nonsense. I can see the weather perfectly outside. Shit. Turn on! Ugh! Once upon a time, 
Rosaline sat in the passenger seat of the old van. Now Nova Scotia uses it to grind out her old cigarettes before she throws them out the window, and no one sits in it. Lately, I catch Scotch staring at it like he wants to throw Nova Scotia out the window, and I watch the air around him turn a sort of nasty, cold blue, like a fire right when it's about to get to the hottest point. At first, I thought it was him, emanating some cloud of energy that everyone could see. But it's me. Some new sense I've developed. I play with it when no one's paying attention to me. Scotch, what's going on back there? Nothing is going on back here. Like nothing has been going on back here for the past 200 miles. Scotch says so. Nothing's going on back here. She's just pissy because of Rosaline. What? What are you whispering about, Cola? Nothing. She's telling Scotch about Rosaline. I am not. She's not. You always take her side. All of you, shut up before I pull this van over and make you. Can I sit up front with you, Nova? If Junebug could be Nova Scotia's shadow, she probably would. Fourteen years old, and she acts like a kicked puppy half the time. The other half, she's trying to beat me or Scotch up, even though we're both older than her. I'm small, and Scotch is non-confrontational, like Gandhi or something. He doesn't believe in violence, which is a little stupid, considering what we do on the daily, where we're headed right now. You all are clear on the plan, right? Scotch groans, but it's not like he has a choice. He hasn't asked to stay in the car since we picked him up five years ago at 12, and Nova gave him a good black eye just for having the guts to be optimistic. He's smarter than that now. Yes. Good. What are we going to do without Rosaline? What do you mean? She's not here. Obviously. Who's going to take out the security cameras? They'll see us. Well, you better not be seen then. Is she coming back? Shush, Junebug. Yes, she's coming back. We'll be picking her up any day now. Enough about Rosaline. Focus. This is an easy one. A gas station. Junebug, you're with me. Scotch, keep behind his backup. Cola, stay in the car. Again? Ha! I guess this is normal for an easy job like this, because Nova doesn't want me getting hurt. Say what you will about her, but she's smart and knows how to use each of us. If I get hurt, there's no more finding more of us. Makes me feel a bit special sometimes, actually, when I get to stay in the van. Lately, though, Nova seems less interested in keeping me safe and more interested in being mad at me. Probably since I haven't found anybody new for the van since Taylor last year, and she turned out to be effing useless, as Nova would say. You have to stay in the van! She heard, Bug. Don't call me that or I'll mess up your head. Hey! As the back doors slam open, I hope for some green, but... The scene before me is all desert. Brown and gray and brown and yellow and brown. Down the road and across the street is a gas station, basically vacant. Besides the green, I'd hoped for a breeze, too. As long as I'd remembered, the AC in the car had been broken, but now we don't even have Rosaline to mess around with the van to fix it. All right, everyone out, except you, Cola. I'll get you a cold drink. You will after we're done. Now, since Rose... Since we don't have anyone to screw with the security footage, we'll do this cleanly. No outbursts from Junebug, and no mercy from you, Scotch. Got it? Sure. And I'll take a trip back to the computers to destroy whatever evidence we need to destroy. Why are we doing another money run? Didn't we just do that back in Colorado? Junebug, if I have to tell you to shut up one more time... Okay, okay, sorry. You ate all the good snacks anyway. You can pick some new ones. Nice. Let's go. Inside the still van, it's hotter than Christ. And Scotch isn't even here to take my mind off of it. I don't know how Junebug sleeps all day in this heat. I nearly pull out my book of Sylvia Plath because that's what Nova probably thinks I'm doing. But instead, I try something new. I concentrate real hard on the van wall, right in the direction that I know the gas station is. I close my eyes. Slowly. Slowly. 
shapes and blobs of color start to glow against my eyelids. I've never seen this before. The new is colorful. There isn't any gold, any new kids with abilities, but I can sense scotch, a hesitant but steady purple, trailing behind Nova's burst of sure maroon. Up ahead is Junebug in an emerald glow, nearly on top of a poor skinny girl made of yellow. So, they've already started. As promised, Scotch lays back and Nova marches ahead to somewhere. An office, maybe. Junebug fades to a happy orange and backs away from the yellow lady. Strangely, I know who everyone is, even as they shift and change in color and shape. I expect Nova to maybe call Scotch in to knock her out or something, but then she's on top of the yellow lady, and I'm looking at the gray wall of the van again. New sense is gone. So what do you think they're doing in there? Ooh, Doritos. Get Cool Ranch. Get your own Doritos. This is my snack bag. She's probably just smashing the computer system. Sounds fun. Don't go in there. God, relax. I wasn't planning on it. Good. You'll probably get to go in there, huh? Maybe. Why does Nova need you to knock the cashier out if I can already mix up her brains? I don't know. I just do what Nova says. Do you want gummy worms? I thought that was your snack bag. Fine. I take back my offer. No, no. I, I want some. Grab a drink for Cola, too. I'm not grabbing anything for her. Come on. She, she's stuck in that hot van. You know how that feels. Not really. Nova always takes me on trips. And anyways, Cole is getting out of the van right now, see? I want to see if what I think they're doing in there is right. I haven't had much chance to practice this ability. My senses are sharp normally. I can tell when someone has a special gift, or if something might go wrong in the future. But the feelings are always vague, which is frustrating to Nova. Only now, I think I might be able to do more than she knows. Cola? Shh! You're gonna get in big trouble. Go back to the van. I just want to see something. You stay here. Go back, please. It'll only take a second. Is there just one woman in there? Yeah, and we're not supposed to do anything with her. Just wait. Cola! Ah. There's a window, kind of high on the side of the gas station, that looks into the office. I stand on the tips of my toes to see the yellow lady there and a slice of Nova Scotia. She's got her pushed up against the wall. What is the tape from that day? We don't keep the tapes from last week, I'm sorry. So where's the footage? I don't know, on a computer somewhere? Deleted? I just heard the register, please. So you know Jack. Great. Well, what can we do about that? I don't know. I can do something. I remember that girl. Oh, you do? Yes. Tall, red hair, all dirty. Where was she headed? Was she with anyone? I'm not sure. Ow, ow. She was with another girl, I think. They brought some tinfoil and shirts. Strange purchases. Yeah, yeah, very weird. And then what? Well, then I... I... Jesus Christ, what? I took a restroom break. Smoked in the bathroom. I didn't see what happened next. Ugh! But I saw her, I did. Scotch, get in here. No, please don't. Scotch! Coming in. And then Scotch is back in the building, doing whatever Nova's called him to do probably knock out the poor woman, which he hates to do. If he could, Scotch would probably choose to never use his gift again. The yellow lady must have been talking about Rosaline. With her box-dyed red hair, she kept making me do in the bathrooms of gas stations. I cried for a day or so when Nova said she'd gone away. Rosaline had been there as long as I could remember. There are people we see in the van, and... Sometimes they don't work out, or Nova doesn't like them, or they're shit with their gifts so they go away. We don't see them again, or hear them. Rosaline seems to be a different story. Inside of the gas station, Junebug is sitting on the counter lighting a cigarette. That's disgusting. Nova does it. And it makes her cough. So what? If you tell her, I'll tell her you left the van. And I'll tell her about the time you were the one causing her headache, so she'd stop at the Safeway. You don't even know that was me. Are they still in there? Obviously. Radio's broken. I'm going back to the van. I know you guys have been hearing Rosaline on it when Nova's not there. 
It started small at first. The lady on 101.1 sounded suspiciously like her, and she got the weather wrong. So we started listening when Nova went into a Wendy's or a rest stop and left the keys in the van. And she was there again, stumbling over weather that was clearly wrong. And the station was always the same, no matter where we drove. But now the radio's broken. Junebug flicks her stolen lighter open and closed. I'm not always napping, you know. You're such a faker. Are you going to tell her? No. She's going to be real mad if you don't. See you in the van. Hey, Cola. There's a radio here. It's the cashier's. You can have it. Thanks. I start walking back towards the car before they can finish the job in the gas station. I'm lucky we don't have a mind reader around anymore. We used to have Taylor, but then she went away, because she was always in everyone's business, and Nova couldn't handle it. Suddenly, I'm hit with a wave of emotion, something hot and sticky like guilt. It's not mine. It's someone from the gas station. Pain and anger light up my stomach like it's on fire. It's the first time I felt someone else's emotions this strong, as if someone is dumping it in buckets over my head. Breathe. One, two, three. Hold. One, two, three. Focus on something else. It was a place of force. The wind gagging my mouth with my own blown hair tearing off my voice and the sea, blinding me with its lights, the lives of the dead unreeling in it, spreading like oil. <sighs> okay. Okay. Oh, hey. Got you a Coke, Cola. <laughs> Very funny. Are you okay? You look a little discolored. I think I'm just hungry. So you don't want the drink? I'll take it then. Hand it over. I cherish the moments I have alone with Scotch, where he's not all rigid with fear and nerves over a job, or hunger, or whatever Nova Scotia is going to do next. He's more loose now. He cracks jokes. And he smiles, which I love. I feel a warmth of his relief to see me come off of him in waves. Then... Below that, something grimmer and familiar. I can almost... What's that one? More plath? Yeah. I'm not sure you'd like it, though. It's a little dark. You think I can't handle dark? I just think we should switch to something more light. E.E. E. Cummings, maybe. That might be a good idea, after all that. Do you think it has something to do with Rosaline? Sure it does. Why is she the first person who's left the van that we've heard from? Cola, when people leave the van, where do you think they go? I don't know. They're just gone. But they must go somewhere, right? I just... Well, they... They just go back to where they came from or something? I don't know. I hadn't thought about it too much. Is that what Rosaline is? With her real folks? I don't think so, Cola. I don't quite know where she is, but I think she's somewhere far away from here. And I think Nova's trying to find her. And I don't think we should tell her about the radio. Scotch's fear seeps into me, like stepping into a puddle of cold water in a pair of socks. At a year younger than me, he always seems to know more. He looks into my eyes now, like he's trying to communicate something even he doesn't have the language for when... Move. I'm hungry. We're getting Big Macs. Ugh. Shut it, Beanpole. Shall I add another notch to my wall of Time's Bug has bullied the whole van into wolfing down yet another greasy bag of Big Macs? I'm not sure if I have room. Get a little wilted salad for yourself then, stupid. Enjoy your green alien food. Again? Nova said we could. I said we could what? Big Macs. Oh yeah. If you keep quiet back there, I'm trying to think. 
Where are we going next, Nova? None of your damn business. Good work in there, Scotch. I said, good work, stupid kid. Thank you. Learn how to take a compliment, will ya? Cola knows how, don't you? I nod, but as we start down the road to the next of our none-of-your-damn-business locations, I think to look back for a second, concentrating all of me on sensing what's happening back at the gas station. Frantic fireworks, or the dim gray bubblings of someone coming to consciousness after a visit with Nova Scotia. But I can't pick anything up. I'm glad. Focusing on the poetry did its job. Junebug bounces up and down in her seat like a small child, hungry for burgers. And Scotch sits beside me, with his arms crossed, staring out the window. The desert passes by in waves of heat and dust, and soon it gives way to cornfields and black umbrellas above water coolers and heavy clouds. Next to me, hidden under the pile of blankets, is the radio Junebug gave me. And somewhere out there is Rosaline. This has been episode one of The Van, The Rabbit Catcher. The poem in this episode is by Sylvia Plath. This episode was written and directed by Emma Montuani and produced by Jane Riegler. The role of Cola was played by Leslie Gideon. The role of Nova Scotia was played by Dina Laura. The role of Scotch was played by Jeff Ebner. The role of Junebug was played by Julia Rose Herman. And the roles of Rosaline and the gas station attendant were played by Emma Montuani. This episode was engineered by Ryan Dorsey and edited by Christian Ayala. Our super cool music was composed by Hailing Camellia Redwood of Black Cube Angel. Check them out on SoundCloud. They're awesome. And a special thanks to Hannah Smart, who makes our beautiful artwork, and Katie Sachin. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Van Radio. The Van is a part of Whale Bus. No, the waitress. Yes, you. Pick something. Anything you like. It's 4 p.m. Okay, then go hungry for all I care. I was trying to be nice. I'll have a hot chocolate. She'll have a hot chocolate. Please. Don't be a suck-up. It's not flattering. And I'll have a coffee. Black. And a side of fries. You want fries? Not really. Jesus, can you get any more boring? Sorry. Stop saying sorry. Okay. It's fine, kid. I shouldn't be so hard on you. You do a good job. You know that, right? Well, I try to. And I see that. You tell me when we found anyone good. You tell me when things are about to go downhill. You're very skilled. What you do is worth a lot. It's not too hard. It's just natural, I guess. Sweet of you to say. Innocent. You're good but also small time, right? I guess. What does that mean? Like you, you can do maybe two things. You're like our star hitter who can't play the field whatsoever. I mean, you tell me if you could play the field, right? We're at a roadside diner in Arizona. One of those empty places with two truckers or a runaway or someone shady with a trench coat. Today, there's a traveling salesman sorting through a briefcase of magazine samples at the bar. He's drinking coffee like Nova, but I watch as he pours about six sugars in, which Nova would never be caught dead doing. Instead, she's staring at me intently. I'm not used to this much attention, so I'm tearing up a napkin with my hands. 
I'm not even sure what she's asking me right now, but I know I shouldn't talk about what I did the other day at the gas station. My newfound skill. Stop that and focus for a minute. Are you playing the field, Cola? Doesn't that mean dating lots of people? Don't play dumb. Have you developed any skills that you haven't told me about? No. Fine. Then about this afternoon, how are you feeling? I think it should be fine. We're not too far, and I think it's alone. It? Well, it's small. How small? Real small. Damn it. If it's another baby, I swear to God, it's almost not worth it. Last time we had a baby, I nearly tossed it out the window. Was I a baby? I don't remember. Does it matter? Focus on the here and now, Cola. Well, maybe you could just tell me- You were a cute kid, okay? Is that what you want to hear? Not really, I just- But back to the baby. Why aren't Scotch and Junebug helping? Full of questions today, aren't we? I just wanted you today. Thought we could have a little Nova Cola trip. If I'm being honest, the others have been getting on my nerves a bit lately. And I like to spend time with my special little superhero, hmm? Superhero? Yeah, sure. I mean, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a superhero. And that's what you are, right? Got your little superpowers, and you rescue kids from bad places. Superhero. A world full of firsts. Nova has never mentioned her childhood to me or called me a superhero. She's more likely to tell Junebug she was pretty or give Scotch a birthday gift. I don't think she even knows when our birthdays are. The waitress sets down Nova's food in my hot chocolate. It's powdery like chalk and a little too hot in the warm desert summer, but it's the first thing I've had to eat in the last 24 hours, so I gulp it down, burning my throat. Nova grabs the ketchup and squirts it in thick red lines all over her fries before shoving two in her mouth. I mean, when you first came into my life, I knew you were going to be a special little superhero, huh? Junebug's got the skill, but no concentration. And Scotch just doesn't have the balls. But you, you have a heart full of, like, goodness or whatever. So as long as you do what you're told, you and I could save the world a bit, right? I guess. So let's get going. You tell me where this baby is and we pick it up. Two easy steps. You sure the kid's alone? Yeah. Well, I'm not getting any sense that there's going to be any trouble getting in, at least. Then let's head out. Don't worry about the check. Junebug's not here, so we'll just have to walk out. But the waitress is busy, probably making out with the cook. Did you see her smeared lipstick? Outside, it's aching hot like the heat is making its way into my bones and burning me from the inside out. We walk along the side of the road, but I keep my concentration on the diner in my mind, in case we get into trouble. Nova takes out a cigarette and lights it, tossing the empty box onto the dirt. The house is an hour or so down the road, and I don't much want to walk in this heat, but Nova doesn't want the van seen for this particular job, and she knows best. Oddly enough, when I focus on the fuzzy shapes behind us at the diner, I feel what she said. A little spot of pink mingles with a turquoise spot. They rub up against each other. They know nothing about us. I feel invisible in this moment, just me and Nova, separate from the world. It's not so different from how it normally is, but what Nova said makes me feel a bit more attached to her. I don't believe she likes me any more than Scotch or even Junebug. But something rang true in me when she talked about being superheroes. She said it to me like she was telling me a secret. Something she'd never told any of the other kids. I might be a superhero. A Daniel Hooks poem from one of my books hits me like a firework. Governments want me on death row. Because they're scared I might take over. I have luck like a four-leaf clover. Saved today, I've saved tomorrow. Saved people from their sorrow. I first read that one in a bookstore in Florida when I was 13, after Nova had yelled at me for getting out of the van when I wasn't supposed to. I didn't feel very lucky then.
Hurry it up, Cola. We don't have all day. Again! Last time, I spy with my little eye something green. Is it the cactus outside? It's inside. You're not supposed to tell me. Is it your shoe? No. Uh, is it the cigarette carton? No. Is it that cup? That's more bluish. It so is not! Well, that's not it. <sighs> I give up. Oh, our brave, tenacious hero Bug gives up. Stop. It was the mold on that sandwich. Ew. Throw that out the window. That's disgusting. I can't. She locked us in here. How long until they come back? I don't know. She didn't give me a schedule. But she left you in charge. Yeah. So you have to do everything I tell you. I'm taking a nap. Wait, don't leave me alone. I'm gonna be bored. Read Cola's books. I can't. They're not mine. So? I use her stuff all the time. I used her toothbrush a few days ago. That's disgusting. Good night. It's 3 p.m. If you wake me up, I'll punch you. Fine. I told you there was no one home. Double checking. How are we getting in? Rose- I'll figure it out. We circle around the back of the house. It's two stories, but somehow resembles a small shack. It's a blue color, faded and chipped away. If I couldn't feel the spot of gold in the very center, I would think the place had been abandoned for years. In the back, a white door hangs off its hinges, barely closed. Nova pulls it open and the whole thing shudders off. Ugh. Place smells disgusting. Did someone die here? You sure this kid isn't dead? No, it's bright. Really bright. Maybe upstairs? Ugh. Hello? Come out here? Please? Baby? Shit. Where are you? What are you? Little Bean? Oh. Hi. Where's your family? They leave you here? Nova! Hey, stop that. You'll make her mad, Bean. What is it that you can do, huh? I pick the baby up out of a crib made of a produce box. It's light and I feel like I might drop it. Its little face is wrinkled up. Hungry, maybe. But we're all hungry. It smells, too. Not like the rotting meat smell coming from the kitchen we entered, but baby smell. I hate it. Only, I can't resist the golden glow that I feel in me, like the light of a lantern through closed eyelids. It's the baby, or more likely her gift. It reminds me of when we found Junebug, exiled to the edge of a cornfield. I was ten and we drove right up to her, seven years old, poking a dead crow with a stick. She'd glared at us with such hatred, and I disliked her then, but still, I wanted her near me. Magnetic. Golden glow. She'd hopped right in. I guess when you hate everyone, everywhere seems the same. At least in the van, she got her fair share of McDonald's stops. You found it? Her. I think it's a her. You check? No, but I can feel it. Hand her over. I do. I don't want her anymore. She's too small. Nova can take care of her. I head upstairs. It's quiet, except for a gray, grumbling Nova in the living room, like an indoor storm cloud. Upstairs, there's one room. A bedroom. With the bed's green coverlet unmade and a scattering of dirty clothes and food wrappers on the floor. I sit on the bed. I am a nightmare in blue pants. I do my little dance. Then beat you on cue. Hooks has a rhythm that keeps me focused on myself, and not the golden blur in Nova's arms. I don't want to hold her. Babies make me think of Junebug on the side of the road, or the time I stepped in a fallen bird's nest, cracking small blue eggs, yoke running down my dirty tennis shoes. I don't want to think of where her parents are either. To the left is a sparse bookshelf. Bible, Daniel Steele, James Patterson, James Patterson, People Magazine. <laughs> Emily Dickinson, jackpot. I'll just hold on to you. 
first Dickinson in the collection. These people aren't really readers, are they? Shit. Oh, holy shit. Get me down! Everything in the living room is floating, except the baby, who is lying on the floor screaming. Nova is three feet above me, practically stuck to the ceiling. Old newspapers, ashtrays, couch pillows fly around her. Bright purple waves radiate off the baby. So bright, I'm shocked Nova can't see them. She's doing that? Don't be stupid. Get me down! How? On a whim, I grab a TV remote floating next to me and toss it at Nova Scotia. Ow! Well, what do I do? Get the baby! I don't want to touch the baby! Grab the baby, or when we get back to the van, I will kill you. But... Cola! Okay, okay. As I make my way across the room, I start to float too. A half foot, then a foot, then just as I grab the baby, I shoot three feet up. I tread air like water. Shh, shh, baby. Jesus, be quiet. Uh, uh, okay. It's okay, Bean. Come on, relax. Uh, Superman's got nothing on me. I can do all he can times three. Supervillains can't pay the fee. They just can't get rid of me. Cola! Shut up. It's a poem. Supervillains can't pay the fee. They just can't get rid of me. Shh, being quiet. Thank God. I read her a poem. I heard. Good work. Thanks. But if you ever tell me to shut up again, you'll be sorry, kid. What was that? Probably a raccoon or something. Go back to sleep. It was bigger than that. And maybe it was a mountain lion. Just ramming itself into the van? It's an animal of some kind, and it's outside, and we're inside. Scotch, what if it has powers? Like, there are people who can do things like us. But what about animals? Like a possum with super strength, or a telekinetic bear? Or a wolf with laser vision. I'm serious. Bug, you're always a cranky volcano of anger in the daylight. Can you please be a cranky volcano of anger at night, too? Don't call me Bug. There she is. Why'd she leave us alone? She leaves Cola alone all the time. So? She never leaves me alone. So she doesn't need you tonight. So what? She always needs me. I hate Cola. No, you don't. When she comes back, I'm going to beat her up. Fine. Get some rest before your big fight, then. Pass me the Swiss Army knife. Don't stab me. I'm not going to. Don't stab anything. She could be back any minute. If she opens the door and you're not expecting it, are you going to stab her? I just want to hold it, okay? Whatever. Are you going to play with the radio? What? The radio. Where you hear Rosaline. Did Cola tell you about that? You guys think you know everything. I can hear what's going on, too. We thought you weren't paying attention. Sleeping. I'm not always asleep. Most of the time, I'm trying really hard to fall asleep. Do you have a hard time falling asleep? Don't try to distract me. You are hearing Rosaline, right? <sighs> She's there sometimes. It's always the same station, no matter where we go. And she's always doing the weather. We thought at first it was just a coincidence. But she would get the weather drastically wrong every time. And then she started leaving a number for the station. Have you called? How would we? Nova's always around or else we're locked in here. I could help. How would you help? I could use my superpower somehow. We're not superheroes. Maybe you're not. You're too young anyway. What if something goes wrong and Nova figures out what we're doing? We'd all be in big trouble. Right. So you don't trust me to do it? That's not what I... Well, I, I know what you mean. Why don't you just tell Nova about Rosaline and we could all go find her together? Fuck. What's Nova's least favorite thing on the radio? Weather. So maybe she doesn't want to be found by Nova. Maybe she wants... Maybe she just wants to be found by us. And you trust her and not Nova? I... I don't know. Rosalie never did anything for us besides give us stupid names. 
Nova does everything. She gives us food and clothes and teaches us how to use our powers. I don't know if you can understand, but... You don't think I can understand anything. But whatever, I, I get it. I'll stay out of your little suicide mission to find Rosaline. You don't have to do that. Too late. Night scotch. Bug, come on. Junebug. You find yourself a blanket? Yep. There's a can of beans and some formula in the kitchen. I found a few dollars in a jar, too. They're mine. Okay. Where's the baby? Sleeping. Good. When we get back to the van, Scotch will have to be on her all the time. She's just going to have to sleep her whole life? Just until she stops crying. I think babies cry when they need something. She was upset. And what do I normally do when one of you pitches a fit in the van? Right. So she's lucky Scotch is in charge of her. That kid's heart is mush. She'll be fine. Don't look at me like that. Do you want to fly off into the sky and then crash back down to Earth once we finally get her to stop crying? No. That's what I thought. What do you want, Cola? Right now? Right now you can have that can of beans. I don't care what you want right now. No, I mean, what do you want in life when you grow up? Whatever. Oh. You want to be a doctor or a trucker or something? I only have two options. Don't be smart. You know I hate that. I guess I want a house. Sort of like this one. That's all you want? Yeah. Housing prices are a bit off the charts, don't you think? I... I didn't know. You want anything in that house? Uh, want to get married? I... I don't know. When I think about a family, I think about... Well, I don't know. Oh, just say it. I know what you want. My mom and dad, I guess. See? Not so hard. But I don't want them, Nova. I do think about them, but I don't want them. Why not? They haven't done all that much for me. How do you know how they treated you? Couldn't have been all that good. You picked me up. True. Can you tell me? About your parents? Yeah. Don't you know? I don't remember much. Dad was a screw-up. I mean, I guess the mom was too. Didn't want a baby. So I took you into the van. But, like, if you didn't have me doing my job, how did you know what I could do? I, I could just tell. Right. You doubt me? I might not be a little superhero like you, but I can sense things. It's called being intuitive, Cola. It's called having smarts. So was I named Cola by my mom? No. Rosaline named you. We got her right after. Kid was blabbery and loved Coke. I don't think kids are supposed to have Coke. Don't tell me how to parent. I'm going upstairs to bed. We leave in the morning. Don't let that baby scream. Good night. Are you asleep, Bean? Good. Stay asleep. Because we're both in trouble if you make a sound. What are you dreaming of? I hope nothing too big. All we have is a van. Sometimes gas station sandwiches. You have some formula. I have a can of beans. Whatever you're dreaming, it can't be bigger than a van. Definitely not a house. And don't dream of your parents either. Dream of roads. And bright yellow lines down the center to watch when you can't sleep. Dirty windows. Mosquitoes when you sleep in sleeping bags at rest stops. Scotch. He'll be sweet to you. He's sweet to everyone. Even Nova, when she's angry with him. Dream of Nova, if you like. Sometimes she's mean, but... She's what you have now. Or... Just... Dream of nothing. Sometimes it's better that way. This has been episode two of The Van, If I Were a Superhero. The poem in this episode was by Daniel Hooks. 
This episode was written and directed by Emma Montawani and produced by Jane Riegler. The role of Cola was played by Leslie Gideon. The role of Nova Scotia was played by Dina Laura. The role of Scotch was played by Jeff Ebner, and the role of Junebug was played by Julia Rose Herman. This episode was engineered by Ryan Dorsey and edited and sound designed by the wonderful Christian Ayala. Our super cool music was composed by Halen Camellia Redwood of Black Cube Angel. Check them out on SoundCloud. They're awesome. And a special thanks to Hannah Smart, as always, who makes our beautiful artwork. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Van Radio. And please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It helps a lot. The Van is a part of Whale Bus. And that's this week's show. Please be sure to check the Sonic Society homepage at sonicsociety.org for upcoming news and episodes from the Sonic Society part of the Mutual Audio Network at mutualaudionetwork.com. Be sure to join us next week as we have an uncanny time. And I don't mean the X-Men. Well, uh, as long as you're not exposing yourself to gamma rays, I'll be there too. (laughs) Until then, I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Have a very pleasant day. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hi, this is John Bell. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. In my podcast, Bells in the Battery, I usually surpass a thousand words. Why does he? But for every episode, there is also a picture. You mean that itty-bitty picture that you see when you bring up the episode? Yes, that's called a thumbnail. They're drawn on thumbnails? But now you can see all the thumbnail pictures in large format by going to the Bells in the Bat Free Gallery. Just go online to thebatfree.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-F-R-Y dot com. And click on gallery. That's G-A-L-L-E. I think they can figure that out. You'll see all the pictures for all the episodes that were created by Jeff Music, along with other guest artists like the Lavalie Brothers and famous animation director Dan Reba. Well, he knows one celebrity, and he really wants you to know about it. You'll also see lots of fan art over the years and a few surprises so when you're in the mood for a picture instead of a thousand words especially especially his his words words, go to thebatfree.com and click on gallery and be sure to clean your thumbnails before viewing (laughs) 